Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football, Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Another chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify at Just Saying Football. We want to be in your ears. We like it there. It's pretty nice, especially as we're now moving into the divisional part of the season. Yeah, playoffs. This is the prime time to be watching football. Wild card is over. We got... Cool. Just a couple of teams left, only three weeks of competitiveness after this. You know, we got the Conference Championship Super Bowl. Yep. So, right now, you know, it is it is just like it was last week, unfortunately, Sean. It is uh, do we or did. die time. Yeah, my, my team died, <laughs> like usual in the playoffs. But uh, before we kick it off into this week's divisionals, got some news and notes. Yeah. Ravens fired four-year season head co- uh, offensive coordinator Greg Roman. Just a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Dolphins fired their defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. No surprise there. That defense no had been struggling. <laughs> Colts interim head coach Jeff Saturday actually interviewed for the head coaching position. I don't think he should he should get it. Bucks fired offensive coordinator Brian Lefwich, offensive coordinator for the last four seasons, including mm. the Super Bowl win. That's yeah. surprising. It's a hot commodity out there for a potential head coaching spot. Definitely. Also offensive coordinator replacement if a team needs it. Seahawks kicker and Marist legend Jason Myers just signed a four-year, $21 million contract extension. Good news for him. Steelers did announce that Matt Canada will return to Pittsburgh for the 2023 season. Yeah. Uh, he is their offensive coordinator, which is something to, to watch out for. Vikings wide receiver coach Keenan McCardell interviewed for the Patriots offensive coordinator vacancy, along with Bill O'Brien, who's currently the offensive coordinator uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah. Many of you also know Bill O'Brien as the head coach who destroyed the Houston Texans franchise in just seven seasons. Uh, Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph interviewed for the head coaching position in Arizona. As we all know, Cliff Kinsbury, one-way ticket to Thailand. Yeah. He's not coming back as of right now. Uh, Cowboys signed kicker Tristan Vinciano, sorry if I put your name to the practice squad. That comes after Brett Maher missed four extra points yeah. uh, in a row. That being said, if you haven't taken a look at the C.D. Lamb video that's circulating out there where he is full support of Brett throughout mm. the entire game, yeah. really great to see. Um, and the last little bit of news, Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta says he's excited to restart contract negotiations with Lamar Jackson. Uh, after Greg Roman leaving, though, yeah. I wonder if Lamar will remain in Baltimore. We'll talk about that another day because he's coming to New York. Uh, let's jump into the Saturday. Saturday divisional games. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Kansas City's favorite in this one by minus eight and a half. We have an over-under here of 53. What are your thoughts going into this game? Yeah, definitely a high line, definitely a playoff line. 53 has to be expected after Jacksonville put up 30 points to win that game. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, third biggest comeback in NFL history. You wouldn't know it since Al Michaels was calling the game. But right now they got a bigger task than they did last week. We've seen Kansas City and what they do to the Chargers and the Chargers what they did to Jacksonville last week. You're going into Arrowhead. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he had a little soundbite today in his interview. He said, oh, yeah, you know, it's one of the tougher places to play, but probably not harder than the games we have at home. So I'm sure Arrowhead is not going to take that lightly. They'll mm-hmm. probably play that. I saw a thing, you know, they'll probably play it on the screen before every third down Absolutely. because they want to put something in. I, I got to give a shout-out, though, to Jacksonville. Huge comeback last week. It was definitely what we've seen, a little bit of Trevor Lawrence. He needs to clean up those turnovers, though, obviously. Huge, huge, um, like, just – like downhill in production in that one game. Four interceptions. He had two interceptions between weeks eight and 17. So. Three interceptions in the first half to just yeah. one player. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, next week, if somebody picks you off Trevor Lawrence, maybe throw to another corner. I don't know. But next week, you cannot be giving Kansas City four more opportunities. They're at home. Pat Mahomes having a, you know, record season, 5,000 yards again, 40 touchdowns again. How, um, what, what, what can Jacksonville actually do to win this game? 
You know, I think if you're Jacksonville, the key is all games when you play Kansas City, keep the best players off the field, which yeah. is Mahomes, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, and this offense. So you got to make sure that they're off there. That means long, sustained drives yeah. by Jacksonville. Running the ball really well with Travis Etienne, like they mm-hmm. did against the Chargers. Yeah. He iced the game for them with that first down, yeah. uh, first down run that he yeah. got. So I will say this: that that's the route for me that they can win this game. You're going to also have to make sure that Travis, or, uh, that Trevor Lawrence is comfortable in this game. Yeah. Cease Pagnol is a great in-game defensive coordinator, oh, yeah. at making adjustments and that mm-hmm. kind of things, and changing up the plays, dialing up the defenses. So this is something that he's going to love to see. Plus five turnover by this team last week. He wants to see that kind of again. And one thing that we're, I don't think is talked about enough. I know Brian Dable said playoffs don't matter, and to an extent, he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But this Andy Reid-led Kansas City team has yeah. players that have been here tons <laughs> yeah. of times that knows what it's like to to have a first round by yeah. that know what it's like to to be in this position to to take it to the Super Bowl so I'm walking in Kansas City well I think everything that Jacksonville has done this season is great I think it ends here sadly yeah. but it doesn't mean that if you're a fan of them or you're that team you shouldn't be excited for what's about to happen because AFC South is weak yeah. and they are surging currently I, I agree completely Kansas City at home they had the week off we did see both of the um, first seeds last year lose but I don't believe that's the case this year Kansas City you know we've said oh you know they didn't have Tyreek this year they were going to be a little bit worse they are still the best team in that conference Jacksonville like Sean said made a great stride have a great future but just not in this game I I could even see you know Kansas City hitting the eight and a half just because like San Francisco with Seattle last week could be a close game for me and then they just go off you know absolutely let's keep this moving along because we have the New York Giants making the way to Philadelphia take on the Eagles uh line here is minus seven and a half to Philly over under here 48 Mm. Uh, I'm obviously hurt from last week's game, but I'm also not because I really do love the Giants, yeah. as you know. Yeah. What are your thoughts going into this one? This is last the last week's game that the Giants won was the first win since their Super Bowl in 2012. In yeah, playoffs. no, I, and it's you know um, one of our friends of the show, Paul Shue, saying, "Oh my God, it's been 12 years since I've actually gotten to experience this." And mm-hmm. I was like, "It's actually crazy when you put it in that perspective." Um, but like I said, with Kansas City, you know, both teams that were the first seed last year lost because they had this bye week. I'm really hoping that this happens to Philly because as a Giants fan, you know, I understand what the Eagles are. The Eagles are one of the toughest teams, one of the most balanced teams. Nick Sirianni, who I wasn't a huge fan of, has proven me wrong. Um, game planning, you know, on both sides of the ball. They have A.J. Brown. They have Miles Sanders, who had, who was fifth in, in the league uh, this year when it came to rushing yards total, which no one's really talking about, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but, you know, there's going to be a great running back battle between two former Penn State guys who are in the same locker room, and now they're trying to lead their NFC East team. So without any bias, uh, <laughs> I'll let you go with your take first. Well, the first thing that I want to talk about is that the New York Giants are currently 6-0 and against number one seeds in the playoffs, dating back to 1990, which is a very impressive feat. Now, one of the things that's really weird about this game, it's not something that mm-hmm. we talk about very often, officiating crews, right? Some, some people love them. Some people hate them. I mostly hate them. We all usually <laughs> actually hate them. If you love them, you must be a ref yourself. <laughs> um, that being said, Cleet Bakeman the lead officiating member of, for this week's crew, when he crews a Giants versus Eagles game, the Eagles are 13-1 and in the last 14 games. One of those games coming this year when they blew out the Giants 48-22. to So just something to keep in mind. That if we start to see some BS happen in this game, it's you, Cleet. We know and it's you deep, deep down. But also, one of the things I just do want to talk about, the Giants, I think, need to do this week that we didn't mm-hmm. see enough of last week. They did not register a, a sack against a depleted yeah. Vikings offensive line. Now, you can get away with that because that's Kirk Cousins. He's going to throw it on a three-yard dump pass on a fourth <laughs> yeah. That's him. That's what he's going to do. But Jalen Hurts is not that kind of guy. So no. Dexter Lawrence that we saw, you know, Pilates, uh, 
doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We need him this week. We need Aziz Olajuari. Yeah. We're going to need Leonard Williams, all these guys, to get after Jalen Hurts in this offense to try to slow it down yeah. because it really does go through him and what he's able to do with his legs and his arm. Yeah, and, you know, Philly, I, I, I like them more in this game, and it's like almost treason for me to say that at this point. Um, but I, I do think if the Giants are going to win, it's going to be what they did last year, last week where they were sustaining huge drives. I believe that they had like a 15-play drive and a 12-play drive back-to-back. Obviously, like Sean said, it's it's a different beast this week when it comes to um, you know very balanced team. Daniel Jones is not going to have the same pass rush he was going up against last week. He's going up against the Eagles, who have 70 sacks all year leading the NFL. They got Hassan Ray, they got Brandon Grimm, they got Derek Burnett, they got Fletcher Cox. These guys have been there, like Sean said, with Kansas City. It's really about the playoff experience. And you're talking about guys who have won a Super Bowl with this team, guys who have you know really done it. And Jalen Hurts is trying to be one of those guys. Um, if Daniel Jones has the game that he had last week for some reason against this team, I think the Giants have a great shot. Um, I do want to say it's kind of a similar scenario where I can see the Eagles running away with it in the second half. But if the Giants can keep this close, I, I picture that more probable, and I don't like the 7.5 from Philly. Like I like Giants plus 7.5 on this one. Not even because I'm a Giants fan, just truly because I think that we've seen Philly take the foot off the gas pedal last couple weeks, and with the bye week, we've seen that hurt people. See, I'm going with the Giants in this one. I feel like the obvious assumption here is to go with the Eagles because history dictates that. Yeah. And I think what we've just kind of been seeing every single week, especially last week with the with the Vikings, you know, they teams are 48 and 47 and 0 coming yeah. into last week if you completed 80% of your passes and didn't give up a sack. And the Vikings still lost. And I think that what we're just seeing kind of week in, week out, we saw Trevor Lawrence, massive comeback despite four interceptions in the first half, you know, yeah. down 20 points. Um so I think that this season what has just been proven is that there's miracles all around. Mm-hmm. And when the Giants are these late seeds like in, they were in the yeah. Super Bowl, when their backs are up against the wall, that's when they seem to just be playing their best football. I don't think that mm-hmm. Daniel Jones will recreate the 300 yards last week. The mm-hmm. Vikings' pass secondary was is the worst in the NFL. Yeah. The Eagles are the, are the best in the NFL. Yeah. So, but I do think what you need to see from Daniel Jones is move the ball down the field Move it well and don't have any turnovers. If he, you know, that no having no turnovers has been crucial for him all season, yeah. and it remains crucial for him in this game. But I'm going with the Giants, and they're going to get a surprise win. Yeah, so I, I I have to ride with them this week. I think Philly, you know, they've just been so good, and if they do win this game, then maybe they could be a lot of people's Super Bowl pick. We've seen Philadelphia do this just five years ago, but the Giants they need to continue to get those other guys involved. You know, Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins. Bellinger, we've seen them kind of make do with what they have. They don't have like a Devonta Smith or a Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown mix. So, um, you know, definitely coming into this one, the Eagles have a huge advantage. Um, but the Giants, they fought all season. They've kept things in one possession. And there's no reason they can't do it after having two games of film on them. No one in the NFC East is upset right now except for Washington. <laughs> yeah, how their teams true. have performed. All right, let's keep us moving along to Sunday at, th- at 3 o'clock. Uh, weird time for the games. The Cincinnati Bengals make their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Buffalo's saving this with my minus five over under here, 48 and a half. Um, DeMar Hamlin obviously is going to be on everyone's mind mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this one? You know, these, these are essentially two favorites potentially to yeah. win the Super Bowl outside of Kansas City. I mean, the AFC is a powerhouse right now. I feel um, I feel very similar to how we how we felt going into this game, like when they were supposed to match up Week 17. Um, you know, obviously, like Sean said, unfortunately, that game wasn't able to continue. And luckily, Jamar Hamlin has made a, you know, a, a very steady recovery since then. And mm-hmm. um, right now, you know, these are still two of the hottest teams in the entire league. We have two of the best receivers in Diggs and Chase, also with 
that you have complementary guys too. It's not just the Diggs and Chase show on each side of the ball. You have, you know, the Higgins and Boyd show on Cincinnati as well as, you know, Joe Mixon kind of getting in there. And then with the Bills, it's the same thing. It's a pass-first offense, but you also have Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie getting involved. Cole Beasley had a huge game last week. Didn't even realize, you know, he was there. Just and writing then, that down. And then, yeah, just I don't thinking know. that. In my head, I'm thinking, you know, if the Bengals can really do what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, what we saw them do against Baltimore, um, that'd be huge. I mean, and uh, what a what a story. You know, I know you want to talk about uh, Sam Hubbard, the hometown kid, real quick. Yeah, I mean, longest fumble recovery for a touchdown in NFL history with 98 yards. That was absolutely insane. Trying to get the into in the touchdown. Of takes it right out of his hands. It's mine. I'm going the opposite way. It's a touchdown. Um, I'm going with the Bills in this one. They're Ooh, with okay. their home team. You got Demar Hamlin. It's going to be at the game again. Mm-hmm. Um, I really also think that they are the better team. What we saw from the Bengals last week was a little. Yes, it was a divisional opponent, but there was no yeah. Lamar Jackson there. And every you know, J.K. Dobbins had the comments after the game. But I do think. If that was how that game was going to be played and you put Lamar Jackson in there, yeah. right now we would be saying Baltimore Ravens are making their way to Buffalo to take on the like, – you know what yeah. I mean? I, I do genuinely believe that. So I haven't been convinced of what the Bengals did last week. And the one thing that I do want to say is that this pass rush for the Bills, despite losing Von Miller, has been fantastic yeah. all season. Uh, you know, So they, they haven't really lost a step in that department like many thought that they were going to, losing such a player like him. I just think that the Bills have everything going there their way right now and this might be the season where another team breaks a Super Bowl drought of not having one just like the Eagles yeah. did a few years ago so and that's what they're all playing for they're playing with a little bit of something a little bit of something extra this week so I'm, I'm liking the Bills yeah I I think with Cincinnati um you know it's a similar thing but they're just a little bit behind in the running game and the pass defense game um like Sean pointed out the defense of Buffalo is definitely a huge matchup for Joe Burrow um what I think it really comes down to is like I feel like the opposite about this team I feel like if Tua played the game in Buffalo last week that they would have won and yeah. we would have been talking about Tua doing because Buffalo in my head they got exposed not on their defense but like Allen didn't look what I wanted him to. I expected him to go out. I had kept, the 13 kept going and a half field. on everything, and they couldn't get anything going. I mean, um, and then you let Miami with a – again, Miami's defensive coordinator just got fired. Okay, like if they were playing this game, that guy would still be there. But, like, that guy stopped Josh Allen, and it was still, like, not a good season. And they still could have won that game. And I think yeah. that, like, what comes down to it now is – I think the Bills have a better offense with the way um, you know Davis and Knox and everybody are playing right now. Um, but I do think that what we saw last year, we got to see Burrow take on Mahomes, and we kind of doubted him there, and then he went to the Super Bowl. I think this year he kind of does the same thing. I'd love to kind of see a Burrow-Mahomes AFC Championship the way I'm picking today. So, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Bengals. And, you know, I obviously been saying since, like, December, I'm like, Bengals future. Got the Bengals future. And I think that outside of my betting, I think the thing is, I think they're a very complete team. They win these weird games. Even last week, they shouldn't have won that game. And, and like, they did. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see this week when they get to face off. All right, moving <laughs> on to our Sunday night football game. It's at 6.30 p.m. We have the Dallas Cowboys making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. 49ers are favored in this one by minus 3.5, over under here 46. Uh, this is a good game. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys really bounced back last week, I thought, against the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I was saying that Dak Prescott had not been playing well, and yeah, I was a little bit worried about that. We went with Brady, <laughs> and Dak went out and threw four touchdowns. And uh, I, I, we couldn't believe it, too. I mean, I was watching the game, you were watching the game. Sean was saying that, um, you know, he got his parlay, and he was like out of that because you didn't really know going into that game what was going to happen. But we yep. expected, 
Cowboys, they love to lose early in the playoffs. Tom Brady loves to beat people early in the playoffs. And here we are now with honestly one of the most classic NFL playoff rivalries ever with the Niners and the Cowboys. And they're very different looking teams than we expected. Both insanely yep. good defenses. And the only two teams that since Daxman back week seven, the only two teams in the NFL, they got McCaffrey that week, the week Dak got back. No other teams are scoring 30 points a game except for these two. So this is going to be a big one. It's only a 46-point under, over-under. Go, go. Over. I'm going over. I'm going over, buddy. Hit that over a thousand <laughs> times. And the matchup I'm most curious about in this one, it's not wide receiver. It's not cornerback. I'm really curious about this Micah Parsons versus Trent Williams. Oh, God. You know, just two of the best in their respective <laughs> positions going up. Right? Just going up against one another. Despite, you know, Micah has slowed down this season. He was off to a stellar start. I think it was like 10 sacks for the first, yeah, like, yeah. eight weeks. Only finished with 14 and a half. That still does not stop who he is and what you have to do to block scheme against him yeah. every single play. Now, the thing that I'm That's most insane. worried about right now is that this 49ers offense with Brock Purdy has just been fantastic. They don't seem to be slowing down. Ayuk last week, 3 for 73. CMC had 15 carries, 119 yards, two receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown. We saw Debo, six catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown, 3 for 32 on the ground. Kittle, only 2 for 37, but this offense is just firing on all cylinders. Everyone is getting involved in yeah, the team. Yeah. The fact that Kittle only has 2 for 37 is not because... Oh, we're just not going to throw it twice. Oh, well, they're taking out Kittle, so we're going to hit every everyone yeah. else. That's why everyone else is going off. And the thing yeah. that I'm most worried about from the Cowboys' defense is that they're 22nd ranked against the run defense, 129 yards. Uh, a game they've been giving up. And CMC has just gotten more and more comfortable in this yeah. offense. Kyle Shanahan is utilizing him. Super, again, 15 carries, 119 yards. It's like that's where all the Kittle's productions come right, <laughs> 7.9 yards per carry. Yeah. That is efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. You are running the yeah. ball so when well. When you're talking about him and Debo, that's 28 touches a game offensively. That is that they insane. They took away last week from guys like Kittle and Ayuk, and they still won the game. Like, I mean, I, I had it here 25 to 6. In the second half. So I'm assuming no matter what, even if the Cowboys do get to a hot start, San Francisco, you know, they, they're able to really make you play to a worse level than them. We saw what they did in the adjustments last week. They really made a huge change. Debo was so much better in the second half. You know, he had three for 32 on the ground and six for 133 in the air. So that's 22 yards per catch. So I'm expecting him versus Trayvon Diggs this week to be a really awesome matchup. You were talking about Trent Williams, Micah Parsons. Like, Trent Williams is going to need to hold it up if they're going to get Debo the ball this week. Um, but one thing that interests me when I'm looking at the stats, both of these teams are the best at creating turnovers. They're both first and second when it comes to creating other teams' turnovers and having less uh, turnovers themselves in offense than anybody else. Their differentials are insane. Um, both, you know, top five and six in almost every category, uh, you know, major with scoring. I, I, I see this as, you know, a very – Interesting game. I think it's a great game to finish the weekend on. Um, but I'm going to go Niners. Uh, I think that Dak really exposed a Bucks team last week that, you know, they have a losing record. It's Tom Brady, and the Bucks are still all right, but we saw them this year just be terrible. One of know? those touchdowns from Dak, if you if you do rewatch it, yeah. or Mike Davis. What? Yeah, Mike Davis just went, Carl Davis just went right through, right yeah. through his hands. Just unlucky. Yeah. So you and even the end like one, that. it was fourth down, they just... Nobody covered CD Lamb. Like, come on. Yeah, you have things like <laughs> they that. Uh, I'm also going the 49ers. Um, well, the Cowboys are really surprised. This is going to be a great game. I, th- I like that three-and-a-half line. I think it is going to be really, really close. Yeah. To me, it's just the way the 49ers have been playing all season, their consistency on both sides of the ball, the comfortability that Purdy's had in the pocket. There doesn't yeah. really seem to be anything rattling him. Everyone's firing on all phases of, of the ball for them. 
The only thing that I think could really help them is if CeeDee Lamb is able to have a monster game. We saw yeah. DK 10 for 136 and 2. Their, their pass defense has slowed down mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit. They are 20th against the pass right now. Yeah. So my question is, you can see to get over 100-plus receiving yards in this game and then maybe allow some openings for Dalton Schultz, yeah. Michael Gallup, you know, and these guys. So that's a route that I can see the Cowboys winning if they're able to have yeah. a successful passing. So I think I think CD over, CD anytime touchdown this week are totally good because, like you said, you know, they, no matter what, and we talked about this last week, right, with Geno, how if he was going to win that game, he was going to need to throw passes over 20 yards. Uh, DK was obviously able to do that. So the number one receiver, you know they're shutting down the rest of the offense so letting the number one receiver run free because they know that their offense is going to outscore them i think cds is no different this week you're going to have him be able to you know really uh, be productive and if anybody's going to get the targets it's going to be him i think you know fred warner on dalton schultz is not the best matchup for him um you know tony pollard and zeke versus this run defense that's you know second in the league you know, there's a lot pointing to the 49ers, and, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans didn't really expect them to win that game last week. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. That's all the time that we have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, enjoy these playoffs. Uh, three more weeks and a little Pro Bowl in there to, uh, to enjoy. Eight teams left, so hope you, hopefully uh, your team is left. Just enjoy all this content and all the offseason content to come. Just saying football on YouTube and Spotify. Just saying with no G on Instagram and just saying football.com always. Thank you guys for checking us out. Enjoy.